Grace and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the gospel reading that Dr. Gibbs has read for us. Please be seated. A Jewish rabbi, a Catholic priest, and a Baptist minister walk into a bar together. And the bartender says, is this a joke? Jesus sails into Capernaum, forgives the sins of a paralyzed man, and the teachers of the law say, is this a joke? Actually, they say, this is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus replies, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But, so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, I say to this man, get up, take your bed, and go home. And the man got up, and he went home, healed. Which is easier? to forgive sins or to heal. As one who has had the privilege of declaring absolution to penitent sinners on numerous occasions, my first reaction would be to say, forgiving sins. Forgiving sins is clearly easier. After all, I'm not a faith healer. Never once in my ministry have I said to a paralyzed person, get up, take your bed, and go home. But as I think about it a little more, I'm not so sure. Forgiving sins is not really that easy. The teachers of the law were correct on this point. Only God can forgive sins. When I or any called and ordained minister of the word, speak the absolution, we're doing it in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's God who is really doing the forgiving through us. We don't have any power or authority on our own to forgive. We act only as Christ's representatives. We speak forgiveness only under delegated authority. And that forgiveness, which we so routinely declare as pastors, didn't come cheap. Our forgiveness cost God an unbelievable price the price of his only begotten Son on the cross of Calvary. Forgiveness didn't come easy. Our Lord suffered unlike anyone who has ever suffered before or since. He endured the burden and the agony of the punishment for the sins of the whole world, for your sins and for mine. 
The crowd that day in Capernaum seemed particularly impressed with the miracle of Jesus. They were filled with awe, maybe even afraid, and they praised God who had given such authority to humans. But what was it that impressed them the most? My first guess would be the healing. That was, after all, the most visible and dramatic part of this miraculous event. But maybe, just maybe I'm not giving the people enough credit. Maybe they also observed and understood the significance of Jesus forgiving this man's sins first. Certainly, the forgiveness of sins is what the paralyzed man, the crowd, and we need most desperately. If a choice had to be made, forgiveness was the better choice because it determined that man's eternal condition. Better to go through this life paralyzed than lose one's own soul. As much as he desired to be physically healed, forgiveness is what he needed most. Fortunately for this man, he got both. Still, I can't help but think that the man who was paralyzed was stunned when the first words out of Jesus' mouth were, Son, your sins are forgiven. I think a long silence must have followed that comment. And perhaps the man thought, is this a joke? Is that all you're going to say? Your sins are forgiven? How about healing me so I can walk? But would you and I have reacted any differently? Don't we come to church week after week with so many things that paralyze us, so many things we want Jesus to fix, so many concerns we want Jesus to address? We'd like him to give us or our loved ones healing. We'd like him to help us get better grades and do better in our classes. We'd like him to give us healthier relationships with our spouse, our family, our friends, or at least some pointers on how we can, that we can use on our own to make things better. And what does Jesus offer? Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven. The problem is, we want to be freed from the consequences that come from living as sinners in a sinful, fallen world. Disease, disability, loneliness, conflict, and so on. And we come to Jesus with all kinds of wants, and many of them he does provide. But our triune God knows knows what we really need. First and foremost, he wants to take us out of sin's grasp. When we come in repentant faith, he knows that our greatest need is to hear the words that he spoke to the man who was paralyzed, your sins 
are forgiven for Jesus' sake. And that's no joke. Amen.